What's up, After Buzzers? We are here talking episode five of Trust, Gail's many, many frustrations, a lot of gut-wrenching moments. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Juliette, and here's my lovely panel here to discuss trust. I have Nina. How are you doing? I'm doing so good today. Awesome, yeah. awesome. How are you doing, Monique? I'm doing good. Great. Well, yeah. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say about this episode. So let's just dive in right away, and let's go over overall thoughts. Amina? Yeah, finally, I'm like, I was thinking you love this because finally the action is here and that's what we've kind of been waiting for um it was my favorite episode thus this far, far? wow yeah. okay great what oh, about wow. you um it is the action started towards the end so we'll see i mean it wasn't my favorite episode but we got a little bit of action okay good mm-hmm. uh can you guys tell me a little bit more about this action what did you like what did you like it was suspense filled from the very beginning i mean i feel like i was on edge the entire time i don't know how you feel but mm-hmm. i know with me i was like oh my god what's gonna happen are they gonna escape like we all know how it ends up in the very end but we don't know the events necessarily leading up to it so i was really curious to see the dynamic between angelo and um little Paul and then also like what's going on with Primo I just wanted to know how he would react to everything right and I think I, I thought about you as soon as this episode really started because you weren't you last were talking about how you wanted to see who's Primo's boss yeah and so we got yeah. to know I'm like oh he isn't the man in charge is he afraid of someone else who is in charge so I mm-hmm. thought that was an interesting dynamic to see that Salvatore. come into play <laughs> yes um but with that being said, I just, I also, another thing that I really noticed was this, again, this mirroring happening between this beautiful little village, and, and mm-hmm. we see them travel throughout the episode, and just the beautiful scenery, and then it's just, there's all this darkness behind the scenes, right, that we're not yeah. really aware of. Did you guys notice that contrast at all throughout the episode? Yeah, it's like you have this beautiful Italian village, but no one is there, and it's <laughs> empty and isolated, but the, the scenery is breathtaking, and here they are like running around in Italy and trying to escape through like this beautiful lush like like hillside and I, I don't know I just yeah it's like it didn't really go together it was it was a very like stark contrast there was a lot of darkness there there was a lot of suspense um and yeah death was it was imminent it was around the corner for sure it really was and it was just like it, just seeing them run around and like you're saying in beautiful scenery and this also how a little were you surprised about the fact that this little town is just governed by this one guy I it looks well, so no. peaceful because so, most places are like that most smaller places third world or smaller whatever you want to call them are like that like you have the cartels that run Mexico you have you know other places that run their city or whatever so no I think it's um it's befitting it was real so mm-hmm. mm. um yeah I still thought it was kind of shocking though because it, it, it's not like it is a third world country they're, they're just it's just a small little village and I just I love to see the customs and the fact that the bells church bells are ringing and you're like well what does that mean and there's mm-hmm. under there's this whole code that means it's town meeting everybody goes women and children hide and then the men come and discuss 
And mm-hmm. I just thought that was so crazy how there's no, especially in this time in Italy, you had mentioned this a few episodes back, right? And mm-hmm. during this time in Italy, there's a lot of uh, manifestations going on. People weren't really happy with their government. Mm-hmm. And this, even though it was an illegal government, it seemed really, t- night, night, uh, really tight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he comes in, uh, tells the situation, and everybody acts right, right away. Right. I thought that was so surprising. And there's also, like, this really weird contrast between religion and corruption. Mm-hmm. So you, we see, like, all of these motifs of religion, the church bells, you know, the lady praying right before she was about to do something technically, you know, immoral and corrupt, but at the same right. time she was saving her own family by doing that. Um, like, we just see, like, repeated patterns of religiosity throughout this season but just coupled with all of this corruption and right. all of this like spilled blood for I, yeah exactly and it's true you about the it, in a way it's when we see that lady at the end it's you can say your Hail Marys and everybody's is praying but so much is going on that's not really entwined with the ideology that's been point, putting out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good point. Uh, diving more into this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about Gail. We got to see more of her journey and all the crazy stuff that poor Gail has to deal with. Um, mainly just being crazy, missing her son so much and being just feel, feeling, I feel like she seems a little hopeless. What did you guys feel? see that like compared to the other episodes you see her kind of lose faith in a way little by little I feel like she still has like that sliver of hope left that is guiding her and making her not give up and you know it's she doesn't even want to contemplate that there is a possibility that little Paul may be dead I mean you literally hear her in the interview with the paparazzi and the reporters when they say do you think he's dead her face just turns blank. It's as if the thought had never occurred to her, even though I'm sure it has. Um, you know, and she's, like, speaking Italian. She's doing all these things to try to communicate with the people and find her son, and she's relentless. But, you know, obviously this thought is finally creeping up on her. What if he is dead? But it's that sliver of hope that just keeps propelling her forward. Right. Yeah, and- I definitely believe that. I believe that... Um I saw that too. Honestly, I don't think that she was weaker in this episode. I do feel like she is like every other woman and she found a way to kind of take back her, um, you know, her strength or her power just to have that thought like my son is not dead. I can still survive him by cutting her hair and kind of seeing those images of him and saying, you know, at least if I can... Because, you know, that's symbolic. Women turn over new leaves or they have breakups or whatever. They cut their hair. That's the first thing we go for. We color it. We cut it. We do whatever. And it's the first thing. So I feel like that was her taking back, like, kind of the power. It's a rebirth in a way. Yeah. Definitely a rebirth. It's just you, a change and she's taking matters in her own hands. And I think another... Another thing that was introduced was this idea that she is really frustrated with men around her taking control, and she even says it. She says, oh, men always say that they're going to step in, and, and then, but then and we step aside, and then they take over, and this is where we find themselves. And she always has to be the face, picking up the pieces. We see this with the paparazzis. Um, and I thought that was just a really interesting way into bringing that dynamic around, mm-hmm. the role of masculinity and femininity within the Getty institution and within the world at that time. Do you guys see that at all? Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely um, do do see that. And um, I thought it was great. It was really great. (laughs) Um, 
But another question that they asked, another thing I wanted to talk about, is life logical? Remember when there's that back and forth? <laughs> is life logical? Uh, and he responds, it is if there's money on the table. So again, money, money, money. Every episode comes back and we're just, it's all, it's, it seems like the world is just revolving around money and these people. Either, yeah. and we see this with the Italians and we see these this with the Gettys. It's not, they, they think money is, you know, their access to power and control. So ultimately, I feel like if there wasn't the money there, but there was the power and the control and the respect, then it would be fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Primo says, I don't want to have a fraction of Getty's wealth. I want to be the Gettys. That's what they want. They kind of like idolize being number one, being on top. It's like having that respect. And it's interesting to see how someone like Primo, who seems to be so feared among these people, uh, still has someone to answer to and still says, oh, you know, we're just kind of like here as the scavengers getting like this little riffraff here and there and getting like these small dealings, but we're not going after the big fish. Like we need to be bigger. We need to go after the big fish and be like, you know, we need to be like the Gettys right. at and, this point. And that's a great point. It seems that everybody wants to be a Getty except the Gettys. Yeah. This theme comes back, right? Uh, and we see Angela, we get to know, know his name, um, Paul's friend and uh, helping him out <laughs> escape. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He's really, he's dreaming about being in America and doing mm-hmm. all these things. Right. He's like, are you going to talk to me when I'm still, well, like, are you, are you really going to want me around when you're famous, around your famous friends? And Paul's like, of course, like, you saved my life. I love you. We're brothers. <laughs> right. That goes to another topic I want to talk about. What were your thoughts about this brotherhood that's being formed between the two? I thought it was totally disingenuous in the beginning, and I thought, you know, like, maybe it will turn into something, and surprisingly, it has over time. Like, they've kind of gotten used to each other. And he, like, yeah, Angelo literally risked his life for this person. He has a grandmother and a family in Italy. And, you know, he's jeopardizing all of that for this boy. And that's what I can't seem to grasp my head around is, like, what is propelling him to do this favor? Is it is it coming from a place of, oh, I want to help this poor innocent boy? Or, oh, I'm in the wrong. I shouldn't be working for Primo. It comes out of, like, a moral like a moral intention or is it kind of like oh well I kind of want to look out for myself and escape to America and do all of these things and I've just kind of been suckered into this and I I kind of want to cut for myself and I want to align myself with a Getty like I wonder where it comes from but I sense some definite genuine quality in Angelo Mm -hmm. he's a good person What what do you what do you think the intention is behind this um, I'm not really for sure. To me, I, I I don't know if I could grasp what was kind of going on. I think because of what they were going through together, it did kind of form a brotherhood. Um, but I think it was kind of um, an illusion for them to get through what they needed to get through. Because honestly, at this point in time, do we think like once they you know, get to America or whatever, that they were really going to be able to fraternize with one another. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that is a great point because in a way you can see this as a beautiful friendship, but you also can see two characters who are and always using each other. Right. Because when they need, it's a symbiotic relationship. I I don't consider it using. It's like each of them offers something that the other one doesn't have. That's true. That, that is a good point. Um, but and with that being said, they're both helping each other escape. And in a way, Angelo, 
hearing a little bit about his past, how he was the smartest kid in class and now mm-hmm. is working for the mafia. Some term must have happened, and that's probably why he won't escape. He's not happy with his life anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they're, they're both pulling each other out of this misery in a way, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really interesting. However, they have Primo and their whole team that's going after them. Which created so much tension throughout the episode. Oh, my God. And this chase. First of all, I was so impressed of how these dogs were able to just find people like that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we see them at the airport and with the police. So, yeah. We have bomb-sniffing dogs during yeah, Oscar season. So. I'm sure the mafia can have their Dogs that <laughs> have been trained dogs. to sniff. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot of tension in that. Um but I kind of knew that they weren't going to get caught right away. Um, because we need an episode. <laughs> yeah, because that's all. That's always what I say, because we need an episode. But I, I I, feel like they needed to form that relationship. Because when we go into the next episode, like, now he's by himself. He can't, he doesn't have anybody else to kind of rely on. And to really see how serious this is now, like, this is a serious situation now. Mm-hmm. His head literally got blown off. And that was I, intense. That I, was so graphic and intense. I just could not. I thought that's I was going to call the episode. <laughs> that's what that made the blood episode being shot in his face. I just I felt like it was in a I a Cohen movie. Angelo, I love Angelo so much. He was like my little crush throughout. <laughs> like I was like, you're so cute and you're such a good person. Don't die. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it made it okay. So this was the climax that I was looking for. Of course, I didn't want Angelo to get killed, but this was the type of climax that I feel um, needed to be added to the show. Mm-hmm. So. I'm hoping that it grows from there so mm-hmm. that we get a little more. Because right now I'm, I just don't feel any empathy because I, I just I have a hard time feeling any empathy because I'm like, oh, well. Empathy towards who, though? Um, little Paul. Okay. Because he's getting away with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you you, you got to take these people seriously now. Mm-hmm. Like, they were offered $600. <laughs> they were, I just want to see them, like, really do what they were, like, told to do. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's the bad part of like, me. Like, he but hasn't faced any consequences hopefully, for his actions or any Yeah, hopefully that's yet. not the bad part of me, but. Yeah. Just to see more of that climax. Like, I feel like it focused a lot on him getting away and forming mm-hmm. these friendships and all this stuff. It's really, is is that really how people get kidnapped? Like, yeah. Well, I That's think how Getty gets kidnapped. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, you do make a good point that, and this is kind of a teaser into our predictions of how are they going to carry this out? Because they really kind of made us fall in love with this friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see a character just being held and not interacting with other people we need we need him just for a good scene to be bouncing off of others so it's very interesting that now we don't have that dynamic between the two and if anything primo should be thanking angelo for not killing him because he needs paul to be alive well you say that but he was uh primo was about to shoot paul and he, yeah, but he knows he, can't. Salvatore. He, has, he has someone to answer to. Salvatore yeah. would not be... And his partner even that. said, I will come and visit your, you know, big balls yeah. if you 
kill this guy that Salvatore told you not to. I laugh so much at how descriptive and, and vivid the, the insults are in Italian because it does not translate to English. No one insults someone like that in English. So I definitely appreciate it's that the, part of the there's show. There's a lot of imagery. In yeah, it, right? It's very, it paints a very rosy picture that's very like graphic mm-hmm. in a way where I, just, I, I keep laughing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but you know who else I would love to talk about is when they finally, so they get off the train and they're still running away, and they just want food. First of all, but prior to that, um, <laughs> we had this. We had, before they had set up all these scenes, that their brother anywhere you go, I'm gonna go, and they're they're in this thing together. As soon as things get hard, and they have been hard overall, but really hard, where Getty's really tired, and he says he can't anymore. He's like, I don't care anymore. I'm gonna walk. He walks away and leaves mm-hmm. the guy on the mountain, and he's like, You do what you want. I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. A few that, scenes ago, you said you would never leave without him. So yeah, what maybe. is actually going on? I was so upset. I was honestly, I was like, li- literally, this guy risked his life for you. The least you can do is try to come to an agreement together. Are you joking? <laughs> like, I would be so livid if I were Angelo. Because his frontal cortex hasn't grown yeah, yet. So. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I'm just going to blame it on science. Right. So he does it. He does it under really under. That's why I said, I don't know. Their relationship was really based upon circumstances Mm -hmm. it was and it just i think it also showed more into getty as a person that he wants to be he's just a rich kid at heart regardless of how much money is in his bank account or whatnot he and he just he just walks away he makes all these promises and then doesn't really follow through and as soon as things are hard he doesn't care he just is out for his own intent so Mm -hmm. i thought that was really interesting but that also set up a great i really enjoyed the scenes with um, the house, the the old lady mm-hmm. throughout the whole episode. Angelo was talking about his uh, grandmother, how yeah. she used to cook, would cook for him, and now she's not. He's not going to have her anymore in his life because of the decisions he's made. And in a way, it was just, it, it just he, they got what they needed mm-hmm. not, and what they had been desiring for so long a nice meal, all these things. But it was also setting up. It was too good to be true. I was the whole time. Monique I was, thinking, was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, the whole time. The she's like, whole no, entire no. time, I was, like, I was like, this no, is not no, right. Like, I mean, had like a bad feeling and I was like why is he like blowing this instrument this is so and I random. told her I was and like I, it's bl- she's bl- he's yeah. blowing the instrument so they can't sounded, hear the dogs coming I didn't think about the dogs coming even that was such a yeah. like, good point I was thinking like oh it's like some sort of like battle cry to like signal to Primo come come <laughs> right. come like it's, I don't know before cell phones it's a way to just like, I think yeah. it could be both though it was like hey you can come this way I'll be playing a pipe so that they can't hear the dogs coming so it could and be a little bit of both them, he got yeah. them drunk as well and I feel like that also kind of well yeah they up. fed them yeah. they they got them drunk they fed them they mm-hmm. did all that good luxury stuff that they needed I mean mm-hmm. they needed that right yeah. it felt like a last meal you know before uh, yeah, it was definitely a last meal for Angela. But like one of those like weird grim fairy tales where they walk in somewhere and they're getting fattened up to be put in the oven or something. Well, yes, <laughs> but also for the religious aspect, it was just the the last meal right before you. Oh, the last supper. The supper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was definitely <laughs> Angela's true. last supper for sure. Yes, all but the blood. Ugh. Speaking of. We don't have to have our last suppers because <laughs> we have something fun that you can learn and you can grow. And that is Miss Maria's 
Menounos's podcast, Conversations with Maria Menounos. Her podcast edition is hosted by um, our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, of course, and every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity influencers, interviews, along with secrets, tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health, wellness, to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes, subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. When you do, let Maria know it was us that trust who sent you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition. Make sure you check it out. You have to. It's so yes. good. And it's free, as you mentioned. So it's free. Right. You should. You really should. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Getty. Because I were painting out Getty Sr. as being this terrible man, right? But I'm seeing a little bit, a little bit more of humanity in him. He... He keeps throughout the, the few scenes we saw with him, he was like, well, why haven't they negotiated back? Where are we? Where do we stand? And he seems a little bit, may I say, concerned about his grandson? Is that our stretch, ladies? What do you guys think? No, I think he was concerned. Like, why aren't they negotiating back? Did I kind of make the right decision? I think the, I think we are getting a more humanized these past two episodes of Getty Sr. Um, so, I mean... We can see a little bit of, yeah, concern there. I would say. I'm mm-hmm. confident in saying that. I feel like it's good. What about you, Mina? Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, I thought that last episode for sure. When um, So that today is the one before? I mean, I, I felt it more in last week's episode just because I felt like he's like, oh, wait, so this isn't a hoax. Oh, this is real. Like him kind of like thinking, huh, like, is it? Is it real? Isn't it? And him, we kind of see like a bit more of a human side when he sends Brendan Fraser's character to go and negotiate and investigate. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, next week we're going to see how he handles everything a bit more. But I love the the child that sent the 50 pence to, uh, <laughs> right. to Getty. Like, that to was help. so sweet. I wonder if that was true. To help with the ransom. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, I thought, I was like, really? People are donating to the richest man in the world? Like, he can't. And, and the fact that he goes, I didn't say I can't afford it. I said I wouldn't pay it. Exactly. And so then that maybe is triggering that intention of getting his son back even more because we, as we discussed in the past, is that he's really into reputation. image oriented. Exactly. The the idea that people are sending him money out of, that he hasn't become the charity case. (laughs) Do you think, Monique, do you think that's something that Getty enjoys people thinking about him? The humiliation. No, not at all. He doesn't want anybody to think that he is lesser than like he can't afford it like there's some real income issues or whatever he doesn't want anybody thinking that he has to have the power I really agree with Mina on that one like this between that is kind of the thing between them two Primo and Getty Senior it's a power struggle um, the money come. The money is the source, but it's a power struggle. And it's all about power. Yeah, it's all about power for Getty and how people view him. And he definitely doesn't want to be viewed as poor in a charity case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So, Agre- no. Yeah, agreed. I'm. I was a little upset because we still haven't seen uh, 
Penelope and her Penelope and her new boyfriend. That's oh. who I wanted to see in this episode, and that did not happen. Um, with that her being, new man. I know. Uh, with before we head into news and gossip, and then later predictions, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else we could have mentioned? A little bit more of Fletcher. We didn't really talk about Fletcher. We see him really briefly. Yeah. Interact with Gail. Uh, and that's when she, we, as we discussed, she expresses her frustration with men and the Getty family in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't see her boyfriend around. So I think it's, it looks like that has been on pause, at least for now. She's cutting her hair. She's focusing on finding her her son and not really bothered by are her and my question is are her and Fletcher going to get together are they going to have a moment of rendezvous I don't know maybe maybe keep that for your predictions maybe but I have to say I feel like there's just too much at hand too much too much to focus on I think she's not even going there like oh maybe this could be something if it happens it's like a one and done thing yeah like a quick like frust- like we're frustrated so we're gonna hook up or like I'm sad I just wanna be held yeah <laughs> is what I see but yeah I'm yeah. thinking that could be a case but I guess we'll see let's talk more about that uh, along in prediction uh, I mean anything you would like to add uh no, I just, we haven't seen much of uh, Paul's siblings and how they're reacting to all of this. So I find yeah. that really interesting. I really want to know, like, especially since, like, we've kind of heard his sister speak out about this whole thing recently. Like, I would have liked to seen, well, what's the sister doing in the episode and, like, like what's right. going well, we on with the siblings? The, I didn't really need this that much for this episode because I feel like they set that up in the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. We meet some of them when uh, get Paul Getty goes to meet uh, and ask for money essentially uh, before getting kidnapped mm-hmm. and then we also see them being frustrated because they have to stay inside the house and they even tell Gail why does what does it feel like we're being kidnapped we can't go outside because of all the paparazzi and that mm-hmm. so I get maybe a little bit more later on yeah. I'm first- feeling more of the dad where's the dad at yeah, he's coming up next episode. Okay, so but predictions. Before- I'm in predictions. predictions. <laughs> yeah. Let's head into some news and gossip. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to discuss the ratings because for whatever reason, the ratings keep consistently going down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The very first episode, it was 796,000 viewers. Um, And from there, it just kept going down 7%, down 18% the next week. And now we're down 17% at 495,000 viewers. So I just want to know why, like, why the gradual decline? Because I feel like the episodes keep getting consistently better and better and better and better. And I would think that more people would tune in, but I guess it's just maybe it's the Sunday night time slot before the busy work week. I don't yes. know. It's not the best time slot. We have to give that to FX. It really isn't, and it is a pattern that we see a lot. Uh, people will always tune into a first pilot episode mm-hmm. way more uh, than they will throughout the season because. It's been advertised around, especially out here in LA. There's been billboards kind of everywhere, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh, should I check this out?" And some people will say yes, some people will say no. But I still feel like it's kind of an uh, incline that I don't know it makes me a little nervous. But yeah, all- I, I mean, the good news is a lot of times when these shows uh, like stop airing and they go to places like Netflix or Hulu, mm-hmm. where the cult following can develop from there and it can become like a classic. But I don't think they're thinking of doing a second season of this show. In terms of FX, at least they're really into the 
just mini, series. Yeah, mini series. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. yeah to really show they really go in into the lives of it or break it down um, all the way. Yeah. So that you you know and do it more entertaining than other channels. I would say when they just go over like docu series and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, sometimes I. I I have to say this. I can kind of see why people don't watch it as much as maybe we think they should. Why is that? Um, I am. <laughs> it it's really it's really slow. I'll say it's really it's like slow. Like the first maybe the first episode was really good, and then like in between until this one got a little more climax. It's been really slow. There's been no real climax. It's just been kind of breaking down everything. So right, I think it's just, it's this story, the Getty story, kidnapping at least has a lot of layers to it, and then Getty's family has a lot of layers to it. But it's true that the way that they proceeded to tell this story is very interesting and I think there is even though so much has happened when you really break it down they don't have many elements to play off to Mm -hmm. in terms of developing a whole series Mm -hmm. so that's something I think that we see and that which all creates the genre that is lots of tension but it's also we could say slower uh, some would say more intellectual so if you're more into that I think this is the audience they're targeting Um, but yeah I mean overall I think it's it's a show that every week keeps on surprising me, and that's always what I look for into a show. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. But with that being said, another thing I really enjoy doing for the rest of every week is checking out other after shows. So if you're uh, on, go to iTunes and make sure you subscribe to this show. And also, when you're done with that, go subscribe to other after Buzz shows. There's so many on. There's so many different channels. We cover sports. We cover wrestling. We cover. Um, a bunch of red carpets, a drama, sci-fi, like anything that you're into, AfterBuzz has it for you. So make sure to go to iTunes and um, give us a five-star rating. Go to YouTube uh, if you're watching us there. Leave us some thumbs up. Leave a comment as well. And do vice versa. And go to iTunes, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> do the whole thing. Uh, with that being said, let's head into some predictions, friends. Predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz Ooh. All right, what do you guys see in this? And in, in your, you guys' crystal balls, <laughs> what's happening in the FX family? Um, I definitely think that this is when the abuse, the physical abuse is going to begin uh, for Paul at an all-time high. Like, stakes are much higher now. Uh, these people have been through so much in terms of trying to, to get Paul and to trying to negotiate. Like, they're over the games. They're over playing nice. Now it's going to get super serious extremely dark and I think it's like a sign of like like terrible gruesome things to come in in next episode well we all know that there's a part of his face unfortunately will no longer be part of his face so that's gonna be very disgusting (laughs) and intense (laughs) right super intense um I think I really want to see the dad and how he's reacting to it with his wife isn't that his wife um with his wife, um, I want to see how they're going to react to it. And then, of course, I want more, I don't want to say it like this, more gruesomeness, but I want more climax. Just a little more climax. More action. Mm, more action. More blood. <laughs> um, maybe not as much blood, but it, it, 
of course it's going to be there so we get that part but just more action more um climax a little more like i don't know a little more excitement Mm -hmm. i think they've done a really Mm -hmm. good job of developing the character so now they are probably going to get into that action at this point because they they've spent the first like however many episodes, like, going into the characters. character, yeah. You know, really developing it, really making it multi-layered. I want to see more of Fletcher. He is the head of security at Getty, so he knows a thing or two, and so far we've seen him uh, interrogate a few people in Italy, but I want to see more into the investigation. How did this all come together? I want to see more of the negotiation. How do you, you know, they're asking at the end of the episode when he's Prima's on the phone with Gail... He asked for seven million. How? How? I want to see more of that development. I want to see more of a back and forth. Getty wants to be negotiating, but how do you negotiate with terrorists? I want to see it all. So um, hopefully, FX will deliver. But in the meantime, where can all the people find you? Hey everyone, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. Hi everyone, I'm Monique Loveless and you can find me everywhere at Miss Mo Loveless and that's M-S Mo Loveless and you can also find me every Tuesday for The Voice at 10pm so make sure you catch that. Awesome. Mina, what other shows do you do on AfterBuzz? Oh wow, Uh, I'm actually about to start a new show called Genius Picasso starring Antonio Banderas on Tuesday and that show is going to be incredible. Uh, I had the pleasure of sitting with Antonio behind the scenes and uh, helping someone at BBC do an interview with him. So there's some really great stuff. There. Wow, that's super exciting. I'll make sure to check it out. I yeah. saw uh, on FX, they pray the plea for you for that show. Yes. Yeah. So it seems really good. So go watch that after you watch us. Um, and as you were saying, the voice as well is really cool. So go check all those out. And in the meantime, you can also follow me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. I do the Good Girls After Show, which is a really, really fun comedy. Who also, and there's also some tension. It's kind of a desperate housewife meets uh, super crime meets uh, just overall comedy and badass women who are just kicking ass. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, thank you again so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.